This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Doncast, where posting this show in random places is finally a thing of the past. Thank God, bro. Man, you don't know how long I've been waiting to make this move. We are finally here on the second channel, where I said we would be when... I think I said it on Twitch probably, so if you don't follow me on Twitch, which you should, shameless blog, that's probably where I talked about it. And it had been being posted to another platform on this website for probably around two years, and there were still people that did not know I had a podcast. They did not know where the podcast was. And from here on out, it is going to be on this channel. It is going to also be on Spotify and Apple Music. I'm posting, uh, <laughs> did I say posting? I, th- I think I was saying pushing and posting at the same time off to an amazing start but i'm not starting shit over (laughs) so i'm posting this on red circle which that is a platform that is going to blast the show out to pretty much everywhere else that you can find it so if you don't have the youtube premium thing where you can close your phone and listen to it and whatnot it'll be easier for you on spotify the links will be in the comment section and description and you have plenty of platforms plenty of options to show your support so if you are new to this show, if you're new to the Domcast, which I'm assuming a lot of you will be, what you basically get on this podcast is mostly sports, mostly basketball. It's it's only basketball. I don't watch other sports. For, for those of you, for those strong soldiers that follow NBA and MLB and NFL, good, good for you, bro. It's not me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not me till they run that Stephen A check. They got that man watching every sport under the sun. Um... So yeah, mostly basketball, mostly NBA, as today will be uh, mostly free agency because there's been so many moves that have happened since the last time that I did a podcast, which was almost two weeks ago now. I was saving it for Monday anyways because I knew so much had happened. Uh, So yeah, you do get sports, but you also get other things. So after I'm done with the sports part, because I know that's what the main, that's the main thing that people care about, I move on to random stuff, video games, anime sometimes, but especially these days because the consoles came out, it's probably going to be mostly games. And then we can move on to some general life stuff as well. So that's where I always, before I post a podcast on Twitter, where you should also be following me, I post a thread for podcast questions. And then at the end, I'll go through and I'll kind of read what you all were asking and I'll see if anything is worth actually answering or if it's something that I've answered a thousand times. Is LeBron the GOAT Dom? God damn, I hate that question, bro. I get that question like every week. I'm not talking about LeBron being the GOAT no more. Uh, or MJ or the, the GOAT conversation is worn out, man. Um, but that's for anything. The podcast questions part is not just for sports. That's for literally anything. So 
yeah you basically get a variety which i'm kind of happy about because also where i was posting it i felt like i was already posting somewhere kind of obscure so then people would just come for the basketball part and talking about anything else it just kind of felt weird there uh weird there and now this is just my shit i can talk about whatever i want when eric comes if you are used to the old show when eric and or rod comes we can talk about whatever we want um assuming we'll eventually be on camera at some point I really don't want to be on cam because sometimes I pause in the middle of me talking and you know I have to edit and whatnot and I don't even have a great camera right now this camera that I've been using to stream this thing pauses and uh, it has that timer that I can't change so I have to constantly keep it from going blank so maybe one day we'll be live taped and I'll be on here but for now I really don't even like being on camera I'm a stream I'm a whole ass streamer that doesn't like being on camera so yeah we'll we'll deal with video game footage for now all right well yeah those are the basics if you're new I appreciate you make sure to hit the like button show support on any of the platforms that you can and let's get this show on the road let's get it to grow um what we'll be talking about first is free agency and to be honest with you I could have definitely posted 100 free agency videos i probably should to be honest because that's what the youtube algorithm likes is uh, just as much posting as you can possibly handle right <laughs> so i could have had individual videos for all of these uh that's just not how i roll i just I, I don't find any enjoyment in that and so now that i've waited wow it feels like free agency started like a week ago it really feels like it started about a week ago and it's only been two or three days but so much has happened man and it's a bit of a surprise as well because coming into this free agency year you really didn't have the huge names Giannis is not a free agent yet you didn't have a name like that right i believe like the actual biggest name might have been an andre drummond possibly in terms of unrestricted free agents because we were joking about that on twitch last year as well when we were saying like nba youtube was gonna die the summer that andre drummond was the biggest name all jokes though uh but there's been plenty of good signings some teams have gotten better some teams just what the fuck right so let's go ahead and start where people have gotten better or just made good moves in general right i hate to do it as a boston fan but bro the the lakers they did their damn thing man you can't even hate right <laughs> it's just like watching magic work no pun intended he's not even there anymore so there is no pun there um so the lakers lost predictably lost rajon rondo lost dwight howard got rid of danny green and they they got good replacements so the dwight howard thing was weird the dwight thing that was unexpected because he tweeted out like an hour before it happened maybe an hour before that he loved the purple and gold and that he was staying and i thought that was pretty important dwight was his his role is literally just defense and rebounding and i thought he did that pretty well for la throughout the season and so tweaks that and i was playing 2k when it happened with the squad me ben reese wasn't there it was other it was other guys and so i saw him i saw that tweet about dwight howard staying with the lakers i got to halftime of a rec game and he was gone he was a sixer <laughs> so there's that we'll talk about some of the sixers pickups and everything that's happened there with daryl Morey and whatnot but yeah so dwight's gone rondo got his ring in la and bounced he is now an atlanta hawk and then of course they traded danny green and that was that was like a deal of a lifetime for them because in return they got dennis Schroeder. so you got Schroeder now they signed west matthews which is probably i'm gonna say that's a good replacement for danny green especially if he makes his threes in the playoffs and in the finals um <clears throat> excuse me so the thing that happens there is there's a lot of jokes that go around about danny green and the thing that some of us were saying was like hey you know it's fun to joke about Danny green and whatnot but he did bring something to that team that will probably need to be replaced i think wes matthews is probably in a position to do that and he comes from the milwaukee Bucks, nonetheless they've had an interesting hell literally about a, about a week i would say i think it's been about a week since they made that deal and uh things looked great and then not so great 
we'll get to them as well so you've got that and then you go and get montrez harrell now how does that even happen how does that even happen six man of the year right across the hall this guy just moves on to the better la team and doesn't have to go anywhere sweet deal for him right that one blindsided me that one blindsided me i thought that the clippers i didn't know what was going to happen after the playoffs actually uh let me get some water real quick <laughs> i'm going at a million miles per hour i'm sitting here trying not to pause and whatnot fuck that bro this is my pod now mm. hey siri play now i do what i want um so montrez harrell yeah he didn't have a good he did not have a good showing in the playoffs and it's kind of hard to judge right because this was a weird situation for everybody it's not like it was straight from the regular season and he was playing great and doing all the things he normally does and then you get to the playoffs and he just falls off there was a break and so i am kind of grading with a curve whenever i see a guy in the bubble that just didn't do as well i'm grading with a little bit of a curve it's impossible not to um and for a second it looked like the clippers took a magnificent l magnificent which is just one in the line of many throughout their history at least that's what it looked like so he goes to the lakers and when you have lebron and you have anthony davis these additions that they picked up they're, they're perfect they might there's a chance that they might not be as great on defense i definitely think they got better on offense and they should easily be the favorites coming into next year like what else can you say right they just won the championship and they made these type of additions coming into the offseason that's kind of what I was wondering about them. I was wondering, because guys want to get paid now. That's what Dwight had said. And then, not really sure what happened there. I'm not sure he got a whole lot more than he would have with LA. But anyways, I was wondering who they were going to lose and if they were going to come in much worse. And they, they just won the championship, what, like a month ago or a month and a month and some change ago and the season is going to start in another month so i was like okay lebron is probably going to take it a little bit easy to start the season and i'm wondering how they're going to fill that out they did perfectly on the clipper side losing montrez harrell giving uh, marcus morris the bag i think he got something like 60 million that one caught me by surprise but then they took a w they took a w they did not address their main issue yet but they did sign Serge Ibaka. that was a good save and in all honesty it's probably it's probably an upgrade for the Clippers. It's probably an upgrade. So Ibaka coming from the Toronto Raptors, I think that's a decently sized loss for them. He was he was a sniper against us in the playoffs. <laughs> like I feared Serge Ibaka three-pointers more than anything when that Celtics and Raptors series was going on. And it was frustrating because I was like, when did this happen? I know he shot threes, but I was like, damn. And so you've got a rim protector and you've got shooting you know you got more floor spacing for the guys in los angeles in the los angeles team that nobody cares about on the los angeles team that nobody cares about for now anyways so great save and i still am looking for what they're going to be doing they got rid of landry shaman as well i'm looking for what they're going to be doing for the playmaking problem that Kawhi leonard once addressed and that i clearly think is a problem for them because having that the, the specialty point guards where lou williams is pretty much all scoring and patrick beverly is pretty much all defense you kind of do want somebody to come in and and maybe combine it into one but also have a bit of playmaking as well not really sure what's out there for them with that but the ibaka signing it, it doesn't address that but it was a very good pickup because the thing that's underrated and i don't think people are really looking at is that Kawhi and pg are free agents coming up into the 2021 season they have an option to be anyways next summer and being that they both wanted to be in la what are the chances that they are going to leave but you just never know right <laughs> you just never know the nba is a wildly unpredictable business so 
if you don't make great additions this offseason and you're going and you have a disappointing season, uh, you lose to L.A., which is at this point, I think more people would think is likely, right? Yeah, something like that happens. And now you, you, your future looks crazy, too, because of basically mortgaging it for Paul George. And so, yeah, Clippers rock in a hard place and we'll see what happens. With, but the Ibaka signing, I like it. I'll just say I like the Ibaka signing right now. We'll see what else they're going to do. Speaking of the Raptors, because that's where Ibaka came from, I was surprised to see that Fred Van Vliet resigned there. They went ahead and gave him his bag, especially because all the talk really did kind of seem like he was out of there. He had made the statement like, all right, cool, I've won. It's time for me to get that check. Can't blame him, right? Fred Van Vliet has an amazing story. If you go back and watch his draft party where he was undrafted and he told people like this wasn't the end of his story and whatnot, actually having been, not, not been a part of the draft process, but actually having seen it up close now because... Uh, during if you guys don't know Tyrese Halliburton is a friend of the stream we stream with him often I have an interview actually that I've pulled from the other channel that I'm going to post here so people can actually see it um but yeah uh, Reese did invite me to his virtual draft party where a lot of his family and friends were because obviously everyone couldn't be in one room given the state of the world right now and so I kind of got to see it up close and feel a little bit of that nervous tension because Reese was supposed to be it, it, the most coming into it we were thinking he was going to be drafted anywhere from like four to seven range and so when he wasn't drafted in either of those and he was he was dropping at that point he dropped at 12th i i was in the virtual draft party and you could kind of feel the tension even though we knew he was getting drafted we, we knew for a fact he was getting drafted and we knew it was coming soon but still though you could kind of feel the tension in there and people were kind of nervous and they were like okay like what are we doing where is he going but th that was for a, like a lottery pick right and so I can only imagine for Fred Van Vliet being at his, his draft body and not even knowing if he was going to get drafted. I can only imagine. And then seeing him not get drafted, I can only imagine, you know, what that felt like. And here we are many years later and he's he's got his bag and he earned it. He completely earned it. Man has a championship. Man has a bag. And uh, the Raptors, I had a Raptors fan ask me what I thought about the signing. And it was kind of just a thing where what do you do, right? What do you do? Do you let him walk? Because Ibaka's gone now. We know what Fred Van Vliet brings to the table. This is not a contending team anymore, obviously, without Ibaka. They were without Kawhi last year. They went to the seventh game of the second round. They they clearly, I don't think, I think the championship window for that specific group is closed, but you don't want to tear it all down, right? And you don't want to, or maybe, I don't know how y'all feel about it. I don't know how y'all feel because some people would refer to where the Raptors are right now as basically no man's land because who's the next star that's coming there? Uh, when are you going to get to that next level again? You, you got Pascal Siakam. We, we can't forget Pascal Siakam, but clearly he's got a ways to go and he's not as young as you think either. So not really sure how Raptors fans feel about it, but I was under the impression you don't want to let one of your more valuable players just go just because you don't want to pay because that, that typically doesn't work out very well. And uh, we'll see what happens here. You got a free agency class coming up next year. We'll, we'll see what happens with Toronto. But shout out to Fred for getting that bag, though. Um, so, ah, excuse me, more water. <laughs> I'm tripping, bro. I just ate cereal. No, it wasn't checks. Mm. People get on me for my love of for my love of rice checks we talk about it on the stream all the time this cereal is fire but not nah, today was uh some type of protein cereal so uh, i'm like trying not to burp at the same time I'm, I'm not gonna burp on this pod that's that's a rule that's not gonna happen i'll take water i'm not gonna burp um take water drink water moving on i want to go ahead and talk about the bucks i want to talk about the fuckery that happened in milwaukee because i made a, a whole barbershop talk it doesn't take that much effort to make those but i made one the point was I was really excited for them 
and I was basically saying that I had thought they'd done everything in their power to keep Giannis. And because here's the thing, for like the last week or two, all I've been hearing is that, oh, Giannis is probably going to be staying. You're starting to see more and more reports that he's going to go the route of just taking the max there and figuring it out. Because in all honesty, when you look at the Bucks, he is, in, in their lack of success, he is a part of the problem. That It's not like other times where Anthony Davis is on the Pelicans and clearly that team is just not adequate. Or LeBron on the Cavs back in the day where, yeah, his, he, his game was limited back when he was younger, but still he was doing just about everything possible. I think when the Bucks lose in the playoffs, you can clearly trace it to, yeah, there's, there's some of this team has issues, but clearly there's things with Giannis as well where he's very limited. That does not help either. That does not help the problem either. So a lot of people have been trying to look at where does he even fit if he leaves. I know people are throwing the Mavericks out there. They want him and Luka together. <laughs> Y'all just want to see the world burn. But yeah, as far as Milwaukee, they could be better if he was better. It's one of those situations. So a lot of people were saying that. A lot of people were saying he's headed towards stop resigning there. And then these moves happen where they trade a, about three picks and some players for Drew Holiday, who is going on to be 30 years old. And then they signed restricted free agent well traded it's like a sign and trade thing bogdan bogdanovic now that was huge that was huge because that would have yielded you a starting lineup of drew holiday uh bogdan bogdanovic Giannis. wow you know what as a matter of fact matthews would not have been a part of that would he because it's brooke lopez Giannis. there would have been drew holiday there would have been bogdan who would have been playing the three for them wow why the fuck am i blinking like that because i'm pretty sure we were saying west matthews before he got oh chris middleton oh my god yes <laughs> hey yo i gotta hook my soundboard up to this next stream i'm gonna have my soundboard hooked up to uh obs because i've been using Streamlabs to stream so i don't have that right now uh, i gotta get my obs soundboard because that would have been the Kawhi laugh right there i'm just sitting here forgetting the whole second star man mine is moving at a thousand miles per hour these days so yeah there we go would have been drew holiday Bogdanovic, chris middleton Giannis, and brooke lopez that's a crazy starting five that's a great fitting starting five it's not two superstars by any means but you got your all-stars you got your all-stars in middleton and then you got drew holiday who's an excellent two-way player then a shooter there with bogdanovic and then guess what nope actually bogdanovic is not a buck now i haven't seen this specific thing happen because bogdanovic is a restricted free agent he's not unrestricted we've seen unrestricted free agent fuckery before we've seen that we've seen that with was DeAndre Jordan unrestricted? I can't I can't remember if he was unrestricted or not when that whole Mavs thing went down. I believe he was, because if he was restricted, that wouldn't have been an issue. Um yeah, that, he he was definitely unrestricted. Because they went that that was the big deal about it. I haven't seen a situation where there was a trade that was reported. Basically it's done. And everyone's talking about it and everyone's making videos about it and then it just doesn't happen and this happened because the thing that everyone had forgot at that point i think this might have been like tuesday or wednesday it happened free agency didn't even open until around friday and so with him being a restricted free agent then people started talking about oh the bucks are trying to save themselves from tampering that's why the deal is being reported as not done now and yeah i was like okay whatever i'm, I'm chilling right now and now he's a hawk. Bogdanovic is not well. He, he's he's signed an offer sheet with the Hawks. We don't know if he's actually what, what the Kings are going to do yet. That's going to be interesting, considering they just drafted Halliburton, and the idea there is that they'll probably be playing him and De'Aaron Fox, uh, two point guards. That's how I saw it, anyways. So that'd be interesting. But yeah, if they let him go, he'll be a hawk. Ah uh, man, that's that's big problems for Milwaukee. That's big problems for Milwaukee. Uh, look, it's Bogdanovic to me is not exactly the difference between Giannis staying or going 
but I thought that gave them a significantly better chance because the moves that they were making seemed like they pretty much had Giannis's blessing because otherwise you gave up a good amount you gave up a good amount for Drew Holiday which kind of implied that you you had some kind of inkling that Giannis was probably going to resign there otherwise you really don't have anything to rebuild with after him so it seemed like they just went ahead and went all in and I thought it was a show of good faith but I thought the shooter was a part of that as well I thought the shooter was a part of that as well DiVincenzo was not bad but I think <clears throat> excuse me I think from a fit standpoint that Bogdanovich made a lot of sense there and so that's not gonna happen now so the other signing they made they went and got DJ Augustine decent signing backup one guard I guess man though i gotta be honest i gotta be honest Giannis, to this point that i'm recording this podcast he hasn't signed an extension yet i haven't heard anything about an extension yet we might go into the season without him having signed an extension those things are never sure those things are never sure you cannot just assume that he's gonna stay even if he he's part of the reason that the bucks are not as successful this that the other thing whatever I believe the Mavs are going to have a space for him next summer. Uh, I, I think that is a thing. I know Miami is going to be making a hard move, but I think the Mavericks honestly makes more sense from a fit standpoint. I think Giannis in Miami just kind of sounds cool. But when you start thinking about him, Jamie Butler, Bam, you start to wonder, again, NBA and winning a championship is about fit a lot of the time. If you're Miami, of course, you just, you, you just roll with it if you, if you can get him. But I kind of think Dallas is obviously a better fit there um yeah i'm i'm definitely worried though i feel i feel a little bit bad that that happened because i thought when that move happened i thought when those bucks moves happened i thought a and i thought an extension was was not far off and i don't think just a 30 year old drew holiday by himself is a i don't think that's a, a, a the jackpot i don't think that's the jackpot to get him to sign there or to resign there so that's what's going on with milwaukee and not much else uh, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, better with Drew Holiday. They obviously have a better playmaking point guard, a two-way point guard. They're better than they were, but we'll see because the East is still tough. The East is especially tough right now. You got Brooklyn coming back. And Brooklyn was supposed to be making a move for James Harden earlier this week. That was also a weird saga that seems like it happened two weeks ago. So if you weren't paying attention, there was a, there, there was a saga where first yeah let's go ahead and talk about the rockets thing as a whole right because i hadn't even i don't think i've really discussed that well yeah me and eric did on the podcast that nobody really saw last week we kind of did um so yeah you know about the whole rocket situation you know how everything fell apart westbrook you're still looking to be traded uh i'm not really sure they said james harden had discussed a trade he made that cap story which we don't know if that meant no cap or cap everything was just weird right and so there was a specific day where one moment james harden was or sorry the rockets were reluctant to send him to brooklyn because they were like oh they don't have the pieces or whatever we want everything and then a couple of hours later james harden trade was imminent we really thought he was as good as a net and then it was back to james harden's probably gonna start training camp with the rockets that's just how the nba is man that's just how the nba news cycle is that's just how free agency and trades are you get used to that over the years i guess so he is a rocket for now but i think that houston is probably headed towards a rebuild because obviously this harden and westbrook whatever you call it is this marriage this duo that's not gonna win a championship it did not work this year i don't think it would have worked whether there was a stoppage or not i don't think that was going that far they both went out or westbrook at least we know for a fact wants out you've had chris paul there uh james harden is getting into his 30s He's got that option coming up in two years. So the more time that passes, the closer you get to that. I kind of think the Harden era there is over. 
we'll see if the Nets thing ever ends up happening, but it did not for the moment. So, I mean, that's good news because I did not want to see that trio. Um, it, it's cool, I guess. Like, trios are a cool thing. We've, we've lived with them, but I much prefer the parody of last season where, of course, we all knew the Lakers were... were part of uh they, they were one of the front runners and, and then they won that's how a regular season works though you have a team that you think is a favorite and then they end up there but you still have to see it play out right it's nothing like where you, you could go to sleep the last two seasons and and wake up and know what the finals was going to be and know who was going to be there so um I'm, I'm happy with things off right now and we'll see i don't even know I don't even know any other partners for James Harden though right now. I hear that John Wall has requested a trade and the Rockets are talking to them with a, a Westbrook and a Wall swap. That got weird quick because apparently John Wall didn't or was not happy with Bradley Beal. And he's not happy with Bradley Beal, not happy with the fact that the Wizards were building around him. And if that's true, I mean, whoever knows that these things are true, but that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me just because you're coming off of an Achilles injury. You're an explosive point guard. You have a crazy contract. I don't know if y'all seen John Wall contract, but I'm pretty sure uh, once once something kicks in, whether it's an option or whatever, I think he gets up to like 50 million. And we don't even know what we're getting with him. We haven't seen him in a couple of years. I don't think there's a possible way that he would come back the same. Uh, but we'll see. Of course, I hope so. But Achilles are just detrimental. And so that whole thing is weird because the Rockets don't even know what they would be getting. But then that's a rock in a hard place because what are you going to do with Westbrook? His contract is giant. There's not many trade partners for him. Uh, the Hornets were interested, but then they did their own thing that we're going to talk about. Uh, anyways, this all spawned from us talking about the Nets and the, the tough East. The East, I think, is still anybody's anybody's game. People are just kind of assuming that Kevin Durant is going to come back a thousand percent when he is, what, pushing 32 years old now, and he is also off of an Achilles injury. We have not so far seen in our lifetimes a player come back the same or better from an Achilles. It just really never works out. The only example I have in my head is Dominic Wilkins, and that's not my lifetime. And he came back, and he was still putting up numbers after that. Don't know how that happened. I would like to steady up a bit more on that. I, I don't know, though. I, the uh, the experience that I have with Achilles are guys like Clay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins, Kobe. Like the Achilles completely wrecked Kobe. The man was having one of his best seasons, and he came back. He was never ever the same after that. Of course, he was a bit older, but again, he was damn near at the top of his game at that point. So you never know. But yeah, you got Milwaukee, you've got Miami, the defending Eastern Conference champions. You got Boston there. You got Brooklyn. It's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun, and it has parity. And I'm glad that there's no big threes. Let's keep it that way, please. Send Harden somewhere else, for the love of God. Send him to Philly. I thought that would have been cool. Now, apparently, Daryl Morey is not. Or sorry, the Rockets are not gonna be working with Daryl Morey to send James Harden there, which was interesting to me because I kind of thought that was one of their better moves. Because if you send them to the Nets, you get a collection of role players, this, that, and the other. I don't think Kyrie was involved in that deal. A lot of people were saying, oh, you don't do this unless you get Kyrie. Even if you do get Kyrie in that deal, this is an injury-prone guy. Is he really going to take your franchise to another level? And so I thought dealing with Philly made a lot more sense because then you get a Ben Simmons. You get a young point guard, a young two-way point guard that you can probably build around and you can help kickstart your rebuild. But they don't want to work with Daryl Morey. That's what I've heard. So... And I haven't heard anything since then about them dealing with Philly. So we'll see what happens with that. That might be a thing that takes a bit longer to figure out, or it might happen like a week before the season starts. Again, that's the NBA business for you. Um, anyways, let's talk about some of my business. 
or you know at least for my team the team that i support i'm a celtics fan for some people still i, I just don't know how many places you can put things where for, for people to, to know something about you because people are still coming to the stream like oh you're celtics fan or why are you a celtics fan i've answered that a thousand times and i don't plan on answering it anymore <laughs> yes i had been a boston fan since i was 12 uh so it's been over a decade now and yeah interesting things in boston man interesting things in boston so gordon hayward i'm not gonna lie that one snuck up on me i time just goes so quick I really, I remember exactly where I was when we signed Gordon Hayward. I remember how happy I was because we had also uh, obtained Kyrie Irving that summer. And that was from the Cavaliers. I knew the Cavs weren't as good anymore. I knew that roster wasn't as good. So I was looking at Kyrie, Hayward, what we already had. I was, I was hype. And then Tatum came along as well. And that happened so quick. We got to his player option so fast that I really didn't realize he had one. <laughs> I didn't realize he had a player option. I, I feel like that hadn't been big news that, hey, Hayward is probably gone. And he signed there to be a star or to be a second star to Kyrie. And this is a totally different team now. He's pretty much like the fourth option. And it's not under circumstances that anybody could really control. He broke his foot. He had one of the more gruesome injuries in NBA history. There's not a lot you can do to make that situation better, to keep everyone happy. And so he turned down a $34 million option that I was happy about, that I was happy about because that wasn't a great contract anymore. He was being paid like a star to be a fourth option and it hadn't been working out so far. Uh, you, you don't know when he's available or if he's gonna be available. It's again, these are just situations that nobody can control. And so he opts out of that and then you hear again the nba the business right you start hearing weird things like oh he's going to indiana he's moved to indiana he's moved his family to indiana now and he's he's enrolled his children in school how the fuck do y'all know that bro <laughs> for real like what are your sources how do you figure that out it's like there's just people follow i don't know or gets around quick i don't know so that happens and it seems like he's about to be a pacer like okay cool then they're just out of nowhere boom next moment he's a hornet this is just the nba for you i should probably name that nba I, I, what the fuck fam did i say anything that sounded like siri in that sentence i'm getting sick of apple products bro i don't know if y'all heard that because my mic has a noise filter but siri just answered what i said i did not i never said the word siri i didn't say i whatever all right focus I, uh, I should probably name the episode, this episode of the podcast, the NBA, the business, because that's just what it is, right? Hayward looked like a pacer, and then he was a Hornet. And he got, off the top of my head, $120 million from the Hornets. Wow. Wowzers. Wow. <laughs> uh, before we get there, there was a rumor floating around that the reason he ended up with the Hornets and not the Pacers was that Danny Ainge had gotten greedy. They were saying that the Pacers were going to send Miles Turner and it was gonna be like a sign and trade thing right and so the bottom line is Boston was gonna get Miles Turner that's been the dream for a while I would have at any moment I would have done that so I know at any moment Danny Ainge would have done that if he could have and so I find it hard to believe that the reports were saying the reason it didn't happen was because Danny Ainge was trying to get more he was trying to get TJ Warren with that or Victor Oladipo so basically in the sign and trade how whatever else was gonna go with Hayward he was going to get Miles Turner and one of Oladipo or Warren, and that's why it didn't work out. I just have a hard time believing that, man. I just have a hard time believing that. Maybe it's true, but Danny is a smart man, right? How could you possibly think you were going to get... Because it's, it's already a stretch. Like, nobody really knows what you're going to get from Hayward in an increased role right now. You don't know how many games you're going to get from Hayward. And that's a lot of money for Hayward as well. 
There's no way in the world anybody would think that you can get much more than what you were about to get with that deal, with that package. And so I'm not sure if that's why it happened. Also, Gordon Hayward, unrestricted free agent, so he has a big say in where he signs. Um, and maybe the Hornets were going to give him more money than what the Pacers were going to give him. There's a lot of things that could happen there, so I don't know the full story. I just have a hard time believing that we did not turn Gordon Hayward into Miles Turner at the first chance that we got. I just, I, I refuse to believe it. And for my sanity, that's what I'm going to believe. Because that's all Boston is missing. That's all they were missing is a big man. And in Miles Turner, you get a big man that also shoots the ball. That is exactly what we needed. Yeah, we could, Hayward, we don't need another perimeter ball handling or perimeter score. We don't need another one. We have plenty of that. We have plenty of that on this team. It's all we needed. I, I refuse to believe it, bro. I'm going to go to sleep every night for, the, for this year, at least, until it's confirmed. I'm just going to go to sleep and believe that that's not how it went down. I'm going to believe it had more to do with Hayward and the $120 million that he got from the Hornets. Let's talk about that. Because NBA on ESPN now was asking. <laughs> oh, man, they're asking. They, they put the Hornets lineup with Michael Jordan in it, a 50-year-old Michael. They were like, how many games would this win? Who the fuck runs these accounts, bro? I never, I haven't figured that out yet. Um, But look. Hayward can probably be a bit better than he was in Boston. He can probably be a bit better than he was in a better in a different role where he gets the ball more. And if he can stay healthy, that's a big if though, right? But with all the ifs in the world, I don't know how he's got 120 million still. And the Hornets, I mean, they have a decent roster now. You got a decent roster. They've picked up LaMelo Ball. You've got uh, Devontae Graham there still. And now you've got Hayward. They've got a somewhat decent team they've now stretched Batum that's an interesting thing because that's one thing people were laughing at they were like wow they've got Batum's contract and they've got uh they got Gordon Hayward as well so they waived him uh Nicholas Batum and apparently he's looking for a, a contender which is interesting because he's been on that bad contract in Charlotte so long I'm not really sure what he what he provides to a contending team anymore I feel like he's just been off the scene for a while and all we knew about him was his contract so that's happened um hey Michael Jordan as owner that's what you get I guess because he was also interested in Russell Westbrook too and you can't even really say it's like a tickets thing right because is Charlotte one of the places where there's even going to be fans and even if there are going to be fans are you going to sell that many tickets I guess you maybe talk about more viewership on games on TV if you have a player like Westbrook I could see it from that standpoint I could see it from that standpoint because I'm not sure about Gordon Hayward selling tickets I'm not sure how many people are frantically rushing to the TVs to watch Gordon Hayward on the Hornets, whatever. But Westbrook, there was a deal where they discussed that he might become uh, a member of the Magic. And I live here. And so I was like, wow, if I could, I would go see Westbrook play just because, just because he's Westbrook. I don't expect anything. I don't expect that to make the Magic better or, or make them greater or anything. But I would, I guess they would get my money though. Because <laughs> I don't really go to Magic games to watch Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac. And we have such a nice arena. It's such a waste. And it's crazy. Um... Anyways, so the Celtics, let me get some water. The Celtics, they lost Gordon Hayward for basically nothing. That was the frustrating part about that, right? Hmm. That was the frustrating part, was that we could have turned them into something we didn't. Well, uh, okay, okay. This podcast is being recorded on a Monday. There's been talks that there still might be a signing trade with Hayward. That's the last I've heard. So maybe we will get something. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. We'll see what happens after I post this. It'll probably happen right after I post this. But... We did sign Jeff T, and we signed Tristan Thompson. We signed Tristan Thompson actually while I was on stream beating Spider-Man, and so people got to see my reaction. Really, I was just trolling. It was all jokes, but 
uh, on a serious tip, I don't hate the Tristan Thompson signing like a lot of people do and like a lot of people have laughed at it. First of all, Tristan Thompson is a good rebounder. He's a good rebounder. I think he's a somewhat solid big, which is really all I want. That's really all we want. In free agency, that's really all I've wanted because Boston hadn't been making any moves up to this point. So you got Jeff Teague, decent backup point guard, especially if we need to pull Kimba off the floor because he's getting attacked late in the playoffs. That's the thing that was happening. And then uh, just a solid big man. I'm not calling Tristan Thompson an answer. I'm not calling him a star. But he, he's a solid big. He's a solid big. And considering that we were getting nothing up to this point, I'll live with it, man. I, I can take that. I think our starting lineup is going to look like what? Kimball Walker, uh, since Hayward's gone up. It's going to be Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Thompson. I'll roll with that. I'll roll with that. I'm not mad about the signing. It's two years, 19 million. Uh, I think it's the first time the Celtics have had a rebounder that averages 10 rebounds a game since. I don't know. We were on some historic drought. And now we got that. Um, I, <laughs> look at me trying to make the best of a Tristan Thompson signing, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, bro. I'm okay with it. Everyone's like laughing at it like they signed some scrub. I get that he's been playing in Cleveland and nobody cares about anything that happened in Cleveland since LeBron left. But if you'll go back to the 2015 finals when Kevin Love was out and Kyrie was out, like Tristan Thompson was putting up solid rebounding numbers. He was, he was doing pretty decent in that series. Of course, that was five years ago now. So, oh my God, that was five years ago. Wow. <laughs> Tom just gets away from you, right? Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know his age or anything now, but yeah, I, I can live with that. I can live with that. I don't think we'll be making any more moves and yeah, we signed Jason Tatum. That was the other big thing. Signed him for a max 195, five years. So we've got him locked up. That's, Hey, that's all we needed. Now we can convince him to stay for the next few years. Him, Jalen Brown, grow with that and just keep him moving, bro. I, I am pretty disheartened. It is disheartening that we didn't get Miles Turner though, because Coming into this offseason, I didn't even think it was possible. And to hear that it was a thing that might have happened, that's tough, bro. That's tough. Um, Former Boston Celtic, like I said earlier, Rajon Rondo, he went to the Hawks. And the Hawks, they have had a good offseason. I don't know if you've been paying attention. The Hawks have definitely had a good offseason. They got Rondo. So that's veteran point guard leadership. Just helped the Lakers win a championship. He was not just sitting on the bench. He, people always laughed at Rondo being on the floor. I saw Laker fans would hate when he was on the floor. And to be honest with you, it is weird that him and LeBron ended up working together on the floor, but he became a better three-point shooter. He became a better three-point shooter. He played a vital role for them in the playoffs. And now he's playing behind Trey Young. So they've got that. They've got the guy they just drafted. They've got Danilo Gallinari. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised in the Eastern Conference. I'm definitely not surprised if the Hawks are a playoff team. I'm I'm just not. Because who are you replacing back there? It's like the Orlando Magic. Then who's the? Actually, they were yeah. So Brooklyn was eighth last year because everyone was hurt. So they're gonna move up. But yeah, that 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 wouldn't be surprising to me at all. And I'd be happy because I want to see Trey Young play some meaningful basketball. So shout out to Atlanta, y'all. And oh yeah, Bogdanovic. There you go, Bogdanovic. So yeah, Bellinari, Bogdanovic, Yuruk, Rondo. They've had a great offseason there, and that's good because you want to start to put something together. Trey Young obviously is going to be there for a while because the team is going to extend him at a point but you you do want to start as early as you can showing your star that hey we're actually going to try to put pieces around you we're actually going to try to win because then you end up at that point where you get three two two or three years left on your deal then they're like hey i don't see this going nowhere i think i want to trade and so that's a good the hawks you know show of good faith kind of like the suns with chris ball i made a whole barbershop talking about chris ball and so 
Suns went and got Chris Paul, uh, kept Dario Sarge. They've also now got your guy, Jay Crowder. They signed him from the Miami Heat. So they've put together a playoff team. I'm pretty convinced that the Suns have put together a playoff team, especially because of what's happened now. Like the whole landscape has changed, right? With Golden State. So you, I, I, in one of the barbershop talks, I had discussed the fact that the Warriors were definitely getting a spot and they probably still will. They've went and drafted James Wiseman. Um, they did not they did not get rid of the pick a lot of people thought they might move it for something and right on draft night clay thompson tore his achilles that is just tragic that is tragic because that is now an acl and an achilles back to back Ooh, look shooting is a how do you say it you, you can have longevity with shooting and that's cool but one of the best things about clay thompson was that he was also pretty much a lockdown defender and he was a guy that could take Curry's matchup a lot of the time. That was a big, big deal there. So even if he comes back and he's the same shooter, I don't personally see how he can ever be the same defender. I felt like as things were progressing with the Warriors, he was even putting the ball on the floor a little bit more. Man, we're not going to see Klay Thompson until around this time next year. Like, we'll probably be able to go outside again by the time we see him. Like, for real, for real. I don't mean just right now where you can go outside and it's a risk and some places are open and some places not. No, the world will probably be up and running by the next time we see clay thompson play basketball that is depressing i think prime clay as we know it is probably not a thing anymore we probably won't see that because there's one thing to come back from an acl we've seen that happen especially for a guy in his role like you could imagine that but that and the achilles you start talking about confidence being shaken it's probably not gonna be as quick that man that is and that's tough for the warriors too that's extremely tough for the warriors because they did they did a solid job they went and got kelly Oubre as well the thunder i don't even like discussing the thunders free agency moves anymore because they get a player and you say oh hey look they have this player and this is a guy that, that can help them build and then he's gone right they even got rid of steven adams so everything for them is just complete turnover right now get picks build or uh, build with uh shay and so that's what's going on there and and so the Warriors were beneficiaries of that they've got Kelly Oubre, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, Draymond Green they can still be a playoff team but Klay Thompson is a big deal Klay Thompson is a big deal a big part of that gonna be very interesting to keep our eyes on Steph because we were wondering last season and we didn't get to see it <laughs> excuse me we didn't get to see what it would be like without having clay by his side and that we we were like whoa that's going to be interesting didn't happen now uh, assuming there'll be no injuries we got it we're going to get to see it and what if the warriors start to fall apart from here is what you kind of wonder right because you've given clay his money and he's at this specific moment he's probably damaged goods that's i hate to say it that's just probably what it is right now and so you start to wonder in the future if this doesn't exactly go as planned, if the Warriors look at it and say, okay, we've got all we can out of this core, it it's super early, but it does bring up the question of if Steph Curry is going to retire a Warrior. I, I'm jumping ahead years in the future right now, but this is how things like that happen. Because it, it was all sunshine and sparkles for the last few years, and it looked like this core could be here for however long. All of a sudden, we've already missed a year. Clay's not going to be there next year. I don't think they're a title team with what they have right now. <clears throat> of course, it depends on what we get with James Wiseman. We don't know. He could be like the best thing since sliced bread. We don't really know, right? But still, though, I think it's safe to assume in the Western Conference, the Warriors are probably not a championship team right now. And it'll be interesting, but not a championship team. Um, you've got... How many final strips did the Warriors have? They had like five, right? They had like five final strips with that uh, 
with that squad owned the entire last half of last decade and you start to wonder like was that that core's run was that their run and do they get to a point where you know clay thompson doesn't come back the same or they have a terrible season this year or whatever happens and you start to look and say okay when do we start to rebuild i don't know questions for the future obviously not gonna happen this season i'm still gonna be watching them still want to see super stuff and uh, I want to see him go off because I know a lot of people are going to be questioning Steph's gangster, basically, because we haven't seen him since 25th, since around like 2016, we haven't seen him with anything other than excellence around him. And so now that it's kind of like questionable with Wiggins, we don't really know what we're going to get out of him and a rookie and then a role player and what, whatever Draymond will be. Now it's going to be interesting. Now this is where it's like, okay. We've seen the we've seen the magic we've seen the magic happen now let's see it in this situation because a lot of stars get in this situation right we've seen lebron in this situation with average talent we've seen uh kevin durant when westbrook was hurt we've seen him around average talent and we see what they do so it'd be interesting it'd be, obviously none of them ever win championships like that but yeah it'd just be interesting to see what stuff does because we haven't really seen this part of his career um Shout out to the Blazers, by the way, with the, one of the only other people that can shoot from stuff range, Damian Lillard. They've had a good offseason. They have had a good offseason. It has been solid. They got Rocco as a part of that Rockets slow uh, deterioration that's happening in there, that slow blow up that's happening in Houston. It's on Harry Giles, which I feel like people really did not pay attention to. That is a good passing. I don't really know if you call him a big man, but Ford. Yeah, he's actually he, he's a good passer. Uh, and anything for the Blazers who I think routinely kind of overachieve with that roster that they've had around Damian Lillard any kind of help for them any kind of retooling I think is a good thing you got Derrick Jones as well they got cancer back um the Blazers I, I'm never again in the Western Conference with other teams who have multiple superstars and whatnot I'll never be able to say that that's a championship team but the Blazers are good the Blazers are good and we've seen him we've seen Damian Lillard have a high seed with a team that's just been kind of like meh and so I think this is actually going to be one of the better Blazers teams that they've had so far and guys will be healthy I think you saw last year <clears throat> in the bubble Nurk was good but I don't think he was I don't think he was in full shape or whatnot so we'll see him in a in shape for a full regular season especially off the injury as well because that's another thing people didn't remember is that that was a valuable piece for them that had a gruesome injury a while back so it's good to see that he was he was still serviceable and so yeah this is one of the better blazers rosters they've had a successful offseason and uh the sixers as well daryl Morey went and got to work daryl Morey, that was very unexpected but he is now running things for philly and immediately yes i said immediately this man goes and gets danny green he's got seth curry for josh richardson and here's the thing with danny green so again jokes obviously all fun but when you're talking about a team where spacing has been an issue you still don't necessarily come into a game or game plan to sack off of Danny Green, I don't believe. So it's just important to have floor spacing there, even if it's not going to hit all the time. It's important to have that spacer there, especially for this team where you're trying to make this Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid thing work before you blow it up. I think he's made some good moves so far. Then the the, the draft pick was good, and Maxi, you've got that. So the Sixers have got a solid squad coming in, and I think they've made some of the necessary moves this offseason. And so they should be right back in the thick of things. They've got rid of Al Horford, which clearly did not work out. From the beginning last year, I think I predicted the Sixers as a second seed, and they were they were never really healthy, so who knows what they could have done at full strength. But in my uh, 
in my worst case scenario i did kind of say you know what if horford did what if it does what if what if they do get horford and it looks how we think it's gonna look and i think that's kind of what happened because it just never really felt like it made sense there so i believe horford is still with the thunder what if they turned him into assets too now what asset did somebody give up for out horford i'm not 100 sure um and then of course we've talked a bit about the thunder as well the thunder and the pelicans so Pelicans now have Steven Adams. Gonna be very weird to see Steven Adams in another jersey. And the Thunder just have so many picks from like now until 2027. At some point that has to work out. At some point that has to turn into either other players around the league because they traded those assets for them, or it's gotta turn into stars from the draft. It's gotta become something. There's just no way, right? Even Boston, I think they've could have come out probably better from for all the assets Boston once had. I think some people expected something a little bit better than what they have now, but you can't complain, right? Because you got Jason Tatum, you got Jalen Brown, and that that's two basically star players so sometimes that's the most you can hope for in this league and so the thunder i don't even know if they're gonna do they even have like a full roster to pull out there this year it's just gonna be their starting lineup is gonna be picks i don't know but good job good on them for what they're doing because they got rid of chris paul they are not going to be in no man's land they're either going to be because there's no reason to be in no man's land there's no reason to keep making the playoffs as a seven seed with with having a player like chris paul right there's no reason to do that you turn that all into assets if you have a bad season you have a bad season but you know the future is probably bright there and so good good on okc uh, this has been a this has been an interesting free agency year man it's been an interesting free agency year it's still going right now uh some of the questions we have we don't know if DeMarcus Cousins is going to get signed anywhere because, again, those injuries. And he had, I don't know if you all noticed, but I tweeted about it. He had the exact opposite injury pattern. Uh, or Clay Thompson had the opposite injury pattern of, of DeMarcus Cousins. So Cousins had the Achilles and he had the ACL and Clay had the ACL and had the Achilles. And so remember what DeMarcus Cousins was before these injuries and look where he is now. And so I don't want to just apply that to Clay Thompson. Of course, DeMarcus is a big with a lot more weight, but these are injuries that you, you don't typically come back from not not in a great way anyways so cousins is looking to be signed somewhere surprisingly if you look at the list uh brandon ingram is still on this list now he's a restricted free agent hopefully he didn't just they didn't sign him as i was talking or anything he's a restricted free agent he has not signed anything yet i'm wondering what's happening there um that, that kind of feels like something you take care of at the beginning, right? Again, he's restricted, so even if someone does give him an offer sheet, I'm sure the Pelicans will match. I don't think there's anything really coming of that story, but it is just interesting that he's still sitting there, and I don't really know why. Um, shout out to Detroit. <laughs> oh, man, shout out to the Pistons. What what happened this offseason? Um, Christian Wood left. He He's on a deal with the Rockets now. That was one of the players we looked at with a lot of potential there they drafted a guy then they signed a bunch of bigs and they used their cap space up like quickly and the big guys like Plumlee and then Jeremy Grant gets three years 60 million there I thought the Nuggets needed to retain him but yeah still that's a that's a pretty big contract especially for a team like the Pistons that's not a playoff team and it really just kind of seemed like a bunch of nonsensical free agent 2k signings really so if you've ever sat in on our simulations we do and in the summer where a bunch of people just get ridiculous money but it's not doing anything really to push that team forward yeah that's i guess 2k had that right then <laughs> the whole time we were tripping trying to change shit i guess we had it right i don't know 
Uh, it does suck that Derrick Rose is still a member of the Pistons, so I've been hoping that he could get on the contending team somewhere. Maybe he still will. Maybe he'll be traded, but that, yeah, I don't know. I, I heard Detroit was maybe moving Blake Griffin, and then they didn't. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. Shout out, to, shout out to y'all rookies, I guess, and we'll see what happens there. But how many of y'all watch Detroit basketball anyways, right? If you say you do, you're lying. <laughs> Unless you're a Detroit fan. Shout out to SDC. Exactly. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, man, it's ice water hitting. I think that might be about it for free agency. I've been talking about it for probably about 40 minutes. There's still a little bit more to happen, but I think that's basically the gist of it. I talked about the Suns in a barbershop talk. We already, you already have my opinions on Chris Ball and the Suns and whatnot. In the Bucks, big questions there. And so far, parity is intact. Nothing crazy has happened yet. Of course, the Lakers are, they have a crazy roster and should be the favorites, but it, there, there's no big three. There's no Warrior style team. James, a James Harden trade has not broke the NBA yet. And so we're good. And I am hoping that at some point in the season, we can have fans to enjoy what, what's going on here. I heard, what did they say? 10 to 15 teams, maybe. Or five to ten teams, I think they said we're gonna maybe have fan, uh, some fans in the arena, and I don't even know who those are. So, the Raptors are not playing in Canada; they are playing in Tampa. So we've got three Florida teams down here. We've got the the Tampa Bay Raptors and the Magic and the Heat. Uh, they called uh, is that where Baines went? Yeah, Baines went to the Raptors. I forgot what they. I think they said Tampa Baines. Yeah, there we go. The the Baines uh, unofficial. Stan account, yeah, Tampa Baines. Uh, I don't know how they come up with that shit. He came up with that on the dot. That like as soon as he signed there, that was already there. He must have had that written down in the drafts. So yeah, shout out to Toronto. That'll be interesting. And I'm not sure if they'll be playing in an empty gym or whatnot. I think it's gonna look really weird this year. I think it's gonna look really weird because in the bubble there wasn't a bunch of empty seats in arenas and whatnot. And so hearing the piped in crowd noises and not seeing the empty seats, I think that kind of helped. Now guys are going to be in arenas with maybe some fans there, maybe, and even if they are, it's not going to look right because they'll probably be spaced out. Who knows how it's going to work? Safety first, right? Ho hopefully by the time the championship comes around, maybe we can have some uh, some arenas filled and some sense of normalcy. But for right now, this is where we are, and I believe that is pretty much all of NBA free agency. Anthony Davis stayed. So if Joe knows Twitter account got you because <laughs> it got me I mean, it said anthony davis and the lakers are at a standstill yeah nah he's he's gonna stay there and it looks like i think he's staying there on a, a longer contract as well so I, I don't know yet but because it's not official but i think he's gonna stay there for five and not just match lebron's contract so that's that's good because if you just match lebron's then we know he's keeping his options open and y'all could suck as soon as lebron retires so we'll see what happens there um, moving on from free agency. I think I'm ready to move on free agency. Yeah, um, I guess this is the part where I will probably move on to the new consoles. Because if you don't have them, which a lot of people don't, then you've likely just been watching YouTube videos. You've just been watching your favorite streamers. And uh, I did get them both. So you saw on this channel, actually, I did vlog the Xbox. That was my first ever vlog. I did that thing all off my phone. And it was just a fun thing. I was excited to start the new generation of gaming. So I just vlogged that whole day and that whole process of me obtaining the Xbox. And I haven't used it since. <laughs> I have not used the Series X since then. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, talking for an hour straight really parches you. But if I stop, then I have to cut the recording and I have to like fix it. I have to spend an hour fixing the podcast afterwards. So y'all just going to get these random pauses. Mm. But 
so yeah so i got the series x two days before the playstation i got it when it came out because i needed to be there and stream and that was a wise investment because a lot of people came through we had a great time i don't regret that at all and then the playstation came out and again the xbox doesn't have a ton of exclusive it doesn't have doesn't have halo yet so it just doesn't really have anything that i have time to put into <clears throat> or that i feel like is necessary to put time into and so the playstation comes out and we're experiencing if you because i know a lot of y'all don't have it yet we're experiencing our regular first two week fuckery in 2k and really with the whole console uh some of the problems that i've ran into thus far because i haven't even tweeted about them my goodness god damn it bro sorry i'm really trying to clear my throat really trying to i'll probably edit that part out um so yeah the problems that i'm having with playstation so far uh is a whole list of them can't share anything to twitter yet maybe and i don't think an update has fixed that so uh one of the main features that ps4 introduced was you just take a screenshot of something you can share to twitter immediately i do it sometimes because there's a lot of funny stuff that happens you cannot do that on ps5 yet at least on mine i try to share something the app crashes it takes about a minute to get back to the game that i'm in so i don't do it right now i say screenshots and whatnot but i can't share anything yeah with 2k you guys see that i've been rolling with asian 2k right now we did it as a joke at first but the real reason is the face scan <laughs> surprise surprise the face scan doesn't fucking work so it's worked for some people and it was working for me on day one after 100 tries across my brother's iphone on my ipad on my phone after a thousand tries i finally got my face scan to work it came out terribly but it worked and i felt like okay if i could just get a little bit better i'll be cool so i had the screenshot that i shared to twitter and everyone laughed at and i was like i just need a, just something slightly better i tried and now it crashes every single time that i try to load my face scan into 2k it crashes it crashes at around 13 percent when you press x and say search for scanned face or whatever it starts loading and the game just crashes um they're aware of that i do keep an open line with ld2k and i anytime i think there's something i can kind of fast track and get to the dev team i send it to him so that's one of them and he says yeah they're aware of it because they track his gamer id and anytime the game crashes they they track it and they they fix based off of his id as well so they know that it, it'll be fixed at some point i guess play now online for all one percent of the player base that cares i guess <laughs> play now online yeah if, if a player quits right now you don't receive the win if hell actually there's actually been a couple of games where the player did not quit and i still didn't receive the win and so yeah you guys have been watching on twitch and then i've posted them on this channel as well i've been posting play now online which i'm actually glad is getting some support because that's the complete opposite of what i expected yeah, people surprisingly have been more interested in that in that than like my park videos and whatnot. Go fucking figure. I, I don't know, man. 2020 is weird. But I've been, yeah, I've been playing those and I thought the glitch was a guy would quit and you wouldn't get the win. And that that's, yeah, it's just not giving you wins at all. So I can't really advance. So anytime on Twitch that we do play no online, we're just kind of playing just for entertainment, I guess, and just for the 1v1 factor. But I can't advance and I can't earn classic teams because they're it's not crediting me for wins but that also means that when i'm not playing on stream I, I can bounce from a game that's pissing me off and i won't be credited with the loss and you'll never be able to prove that i lost so that's cool um i haven't really i have not dabbled into my team yet so i have no my team information for you 
in my career we actually found a fix last night while we were streaming so me reese ben we were streaming last night and if you were watching you saw the fix that we found a lot a big problem everyone's having right now is getting into the same park as their friends because you try to join each other you try to go to your friends list and you try to join your friend and it'll say that he's playing the my career story and so you can't actually join his online session a fix for that for the few of you for all five of you that have a playstation 5 right now what you can do is you can go inside the rec center and then it will show that you're in an online session so that's how we fixed it last night. Ben went into the rec center. All of a sudden, they said he was in an online session and we could join him. That's how you get into each other's park. So take about you know, 20 minutes to skate over from wherever your park is to the rec center and you'll be good, basically. And so they fixed that issue. I, I don't know if that's PlayStation or 2K. Um, other than that, those are really like the glitches that I'm experiencing right now. Again, I can't really speak to Xbox because I, I haven't touched it since the first day. And again, I'm eventually going to play my Xbox, assuming there'll be some i'm assuming there'll be something that i want to play and bring to stream and that'll be that'll be a fun time um yeah those are the glitches as far as gameplay so there was a whole there was a whole twitter hashtag going around about make 2k fun again and i was just sitting there being quiet like well aside from wow bro my christmas tree just scared the shit out of me <laughs> i was i was kind of turning my head as I, as I was talking and it looked like there was a figure standing behind me and it was just this little white christmas tree that i put on my desk i'm tripping today um yeah yeah they was like make 2k fun again and i'm just sitting here in the silence and in, in straight silence like uh i kind of am having fun to be honest with you <laughs> so far i'm not really sure what everyone's uh complaints were oh oh my bad yeah one more yeah one more actual technical issue that's happening so this this will bother you inside the city you can't play on 2k cam so when you're in the park and you're playing three on three or two on two or whatever you have to play in broadcast cam because if you play in 2k cam apparently the problem is that you the game now has to render all the buildings and whatnot it has to render the buildings whatever's going on on the screen up there because they play the mayor's announcement sometimes so has to render all that has to render who's ever playing in the background and your game and so that makes it extremely choppy and that has not been fixed yet so the fix is to play in broadcast cam and again so few people have these next gen consoles that i routinely get people coming into my streams like broadcast cam like yes broadcast i thought this was a known issue that you can't play in 2k cam right now but again nobody's experiencing these issues so nobody really knows so yes if you come to twitch that's why i'm playing in broadcast that's the only fix right now but other than that, other than some of the technical issues that I kind of expected in the first two weeks, I am having fun for the most part. The only complaint that I really have in the gameplay right now would be the, well, obviously the progression, which I don't think they've they fixed, because it took me forever to get to Pro 3, like the progression is just fucking ridiculous. But the actual gameplay, like techno, technical stuff on the floor, I'm only mad at the dunks. And the dunks are, I haven't upgraded the block on my player all the way yet, so I don't really know if this is the thing that's going to be fixed, but you can't really block alleys, you can't really block dunks. I do see, I do see guys getting blocked with like their elbow and shit and their body kind of like, I think that was a 2k, I think that was a 2k, uh, well yeah, it was like that in 2k13, wasn't it? If you didn't block it with your body or something, you weren't blocking a dunk at all, and so it is kind of out of control lobs are out of control contact alleys all that shit it's out of control there's always De deandre jordan level posters if you try to contest the dunk you're getting smashed on um guys on the record throwing the ball off glass in traffic ben you guys were watching a stream last night ben we we played the other night and we weren't streaming and we won the game because somebody threw or because we threw him in an alley in traffic and he reverse slammed that shit with like a second left 
there's no way that should have happened. He's a point guard. <laughs> now his point guard build, it is kind of like Mac McClung. It can he can get up there, but still though, like, he crushed that shit on like three people and we won the game. I know the other team was sick, so that's really my only out of control problem though. That's really my only out of control problem. I just heard, I think I heard my dog barking outside. I think somebody might be about to pull up over here. Um, yeah, that's a that's the only issue I really have with it. Other than that. 5v5 gameplay i'm pretty much having fun with as you see in the playing online videos i'm for the most part i'm having fun with it i do feel like shooting it, it is really really easy to make shots right now um especially of course in the neighborhood and wreck it's kind of always been easy once you upgrade your player guys make shots like they're nba players playing in ymca that's i guess that's what they're really going for there but even online so far, I've only had one game where I felt like it was just absolutely ridiculous. For the, I think 90% of the games i played so far, I feel like if I work for an open shot and I get that open shot, I most of the time I feel like I'm treated fairly. And that's why I've won most of my games because I've been able to exploit defenses and I've been able to get open shots and I've been able to green. Greens are pretty easy to get online right now. But yeah, the only game so far was when I played with the Mavericks and I think I shot like three of 18 or some shit i have yet to post that video on this channel yet i probably will in a couple of days that was the only game and i was getting open shots and i guess i, I just could not shoot with tim hardaway and other guys um maybe i should have shot more with luca but that that was the only one at this point but the gameplay itself i i don't i haven't felt super frustrated with yet uh and so it's more technical issues in 2k at this point and so the other thing is uh in terms of make 2k fun again i guess is that people really it's the numbers show it people really only play a couple of modes in this game so i know there's a my team community i'm not sure how my team gameplay feels for y'all right now at all so i can't really comment on that but the bulk of it is my career the bulk of it is is park and so if people are experiencing lag there if they're upset with the progression and whatnot then i guess that's probably where that's coming from but nobody plays play now uh, i think in play now online at this moment out of the few people that have playstation 5 i think it said only 10,000 people have even bothered to touch the mode right now and so i'm obviously a lot more people than that have playstation so that's a tiny number the last time i looked and uh that's where you'll see i think a lot of where, where a lot of the work went into is when you're controlling five people and since nobody's really using that unless they're playing my team which is a super arcade mode like what can you really tell when shaquille o'neal is shooting threes right and handling the ball because <laughs> that exists right galaxy opal cards and whatnot i don't know what you can really tell from that and so yeah at the moment i'm having fun and i'm having fun streaming it and i think playing park with friends is obviously completely superior to it like it always has been like that's not news playing park by yourself is miserable because you wait 20 minutes for a game and then a fucking squad comes up and takes your game from you and then you have to go somewhere else and then you finally get a game and you're playing with trash ass teammates i've only had one random game so far where i actually had fun a uh, shout out to uh I, I forgot his name i added him and everything a guy noticed me actually and i was playing park by myself one night he noticed me and we held the court down for like seven games so that was a lot of fun it was a fan um and he was good but other than that yeah a lot of the times you'll be waiting a ton of time and it'll be ass um the the city as a concept i think is cool i always like that extra stuff because i have a weird nostalgic att attachment to playstation home and so the park and neighborhood and everything extra that 2k does when you can kind of walk around and there's some type of human element to it it's always reminded me of playstation home and so i for that reason i've 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 been one of the weirdos i like 2k beach i like the i like the scenery and whatnot the city i think people will probably get tired of really quick having to skate around and walk around it it has a 100 person uh cap and so 
the being as big as it is to be honest with you it does kind of feel empty and lifeless sometimes but as you can see we can't even play on 2k cam right now because of the choppiness so i don't i wouldn't expect them to raise that in this game at least <laughs> and 2k servers have always been questionable so who knows when that's ever gonna happen right um but yeah the city has a concept though there's all the npc things it's it's pretty cool the warehouse challenges that they give you so you heard they talk about npcs will walk around the neighborhood and give you challenges so you can earn vc one of those is the warehouse challenges and you'll run into them and they'll say hey go play bill russell and go defeat bill russell and bob Cousy." and it brings you into a warehouse which also has pretty cool scenery and you'll get a teammate uh, i got jerry west in that game and you'll beat them and you'll get like 750 vc and it's it's fun it's a it's a challenge it's fun and then it pays so but i've heard there's only 20 of them so I'm hoping that they update to give you more, but if there's only 20, I guess you could technically finish those in like a couple of days. I don't know. The, <laughs> but of course, in typical 2K fashion, right? So back to the problem of, of the neighborhood maybe being annoying to skate around. The neighborhood, sorry, the city, you can get up. They give you a skateboard for free, but then there's a bike, right? And last night, Ben, y'all heard it if you were watching us. Ben was like, how much much you think the bike guess how much the bike costs and i was like ah 25k vc he was like eighty thousand vc so if you see somebody riding around on a bike it costs them from what i know eighty thousand vc to put that into perspective if you pre-ordered the mamba edition of uh, nba 2k21 you get a hundred thousand vc and so you could literally use 80 percent of that pre-order that hundred dollar pre-order on a bike on a bike they should have given the bike for free. And I know 2K, they would never do that, of course, because VC is, they're money hungry. They're just gonna put it out there. It's money hungry, but they should have given the bike for free because the city is huge. And the skateboard, while it is a cool feature, it's it does dry out after a couple of, couple of plays because that little kick feature, or just riding the skateboard feels kind of slow. And obviously trying to do your Tony Hawk moves, it's a it's a basketball game. It doesn't feel that great. <clears throat> it's more just a new thing that they added that it'll be cool on Christmas morning for some of y'all and then you probably won't care anymore. Um but other than that, yeah, it's a cool concept. Look at city looks beautiful. There's random courts everywhere, which again right now there's not even enough people to use. Hopefully the player base fills out. But even when the player base fills out again with a one hundred person cap. I'm not sure if they're counting the people in the rec center at that point. I think that's a different session, especially because you can actually fix it by showing that you're in an online session by going into rec. I don't I don't know if they count you as part of that server anymore. But yeah, the city is so huge and there's so many like random courts and random places that I'm not sure if a hundred person cap is ever going to make it feel full. But as a concept, I like it as a concept. I like it. I'm not sure how everyone feels about it, but at the moment, I do like it. And it is again, if you get your squad together, you get in games real quick. I find that fun. Oh, by the way, warehouse challenges do give you double XP. That's the other thing with that. So on top of being fun and rewarding, uh, you get your XP as well. You get your double XP. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts about 2K at the moment. That's really the only other game I played besides Spider-Man played. I beat Spider-Man on stream. Uh, Miles Morales, yeah, that only took eight hours, and yeah, a lot of y'all actually showed up to watch that, so that's cool, because I just assume when I stream something else, nobody's really gonna come through, and yeah, there was a decent amount of people in there watching that, so beat that, probably moving on to Call of Duty Story Mode next, something short and sweet, and then Demon Souls, and yeah, I'll be streaming different games all all the playstation's life cycle uh it, and if you want a little synopsis on miles morales yeah it's it's just as fun as the playstation 4 version except it's very short so like really i probably could have done all the extra stuff on stream because ju i just did the story on stream so it only took me five streams that's all it took that's nothing five basically one and a half 
hour streams on average that's all it took and so i probably could have done all the extra stuff as well and 100 percented it it's basically dlc but it also doesn't cost 60 dollars i don't think i don't think i paid 60 dollars for spider-man I, I don't know um so that's the only one i've other i've really played so far i play call of duty with friends it's call of duty i don't i'm not a call of duty fanatic so i don't really have noticed the differences i've had fun so far the game looks nice feels nice but of course if you're a cod fanatic you probably notice 100 different things and maybe you hate it i don't know but yeah look out for that because i'll be streaming the story mode for that and i'm sure that'll be a good time as well the memes and jokes that come from these playthroughs are hilarious so yeah that's basically my next gen thoughts at the moment if you can afford to wait if you're not really to be honest with you like if you're not a 2k content creator uh at the moment i would just say because there's so many technical issues and because nobody really has the game yet you can you can wait you can wait until there's playstations out there you definitely if you're not a content creator you definitely don't need to be getting scalped and paying thousands of dollars for your playstation at the moment because you're, you're gonna run into a thousand bugs and it's probably gonna look very different by the time people have it in january and whatnot so yeah you can you can wait at the moment if you're just gonna especially if you're just gonna play 2k if you want to get it and you want to start playing other games demon souls and all this other stuff then I, I don't know maybe then maybe it'll be worth it for you but at the moment i honestly think you're uh, what a lot of you were doing is probably the right thing and you know you're just cooling basically cooling save your coin and then when it's time for you to or when they actually start getting put on the shelves next year and you <laughs> you don't have to run around at four o'clock in the morning listening to or looking out for notifications and all that yeah i think you'll be good honestly I think y'all will be fine um okay yeah that, I, that I'll, I'll wrap next gen up there to be honest with you as i was talking about it that's when i kind of realized there's really not a whole lot out yet because i've been thinking about like what games are there out for next gen yet that are purely next gen because even i had just figured out that miles was actually on ps4 i didn't know that miles morales is on ps4 2k is obviously a completely different game i think that's that's one of the ones that counts as being its own ps5 game because it's not even close to the same thing uh, but call of duty is cross-platform um but demon souls is a, is a remake of it of a game so i don't think it's on playstation 4 so i guess that'll be an individual ps5 game but yeah the library is going to grow too next year you get ratchet and playing god of war so you can definitely stand to wait at the moment okay um before i get on to the podcast questions i guess i'll just go ahead and address now having moved the podcast uh and there was i actually had already peeped the question that was kind of uh related to that but maybe i should do that one first i don't know um so here's what we have so i moved the podcast over here to dom and it's been a weird like six months on youtube this whole year on youtube has been weird obviously lost some sponsors like seat geek um moved to twitch i became more maybe i probably spent more time on twitch this year than i have on youtube honestly so it's been kind of like a weird transitional year and the season got canceled obviously and the podcast i think where i was posting it was kind of at least around like december the january around that time like a little bit before the season got canceled podcast was probably at a high point and so it kind of took all the air out of it when it got canceled when the season got suspended because going to another channel for the podcast anyways again people already had to make extra clicks just to go find my pod and then like once they got there they were only there for they were only there for basketball i'm sure here i'll probably be able to get away with talking about a, a lot more uh, different topics especially when we get eric on that's my podcast host by the way they come on sometimes um but yeah i had been wanting to leave i've been wanting to leave that platform for a long time um when i went there in 2019 early in 2019 i did so under the impression that i was going to be a part of something bigger than myself 
and so years ago i had reached out to all the big youtubers so when we were still growing back then when nba insider was still a youtuber you had mike corzemba funky diabetic um b-souls low was in it and we had actually discussed maybe a possibility of one day kind of starting a channel where we all join kind of like a joint channel basically because we were some of the biggest names at that time and so a joint channel for basketball and talking about sports there and each of us having our own segments and whatnot i still think see that's something like that is just really hard to pull off because everyone has their own goals everyone has their own schedule so it's really hard to pull something like that off anyways and so ucast studios i thought might be able to pull something like that off on a platform that i've been on and that's so yeah that was the idea was that i would be there and that maybe not it wouldn't be the names like them but there would be other names there would be other nba names there'd be a lot of other youtubers because it wasn't even supposed to be just sports it was supposed to be like sports youtubers gaming youtubers it was supposed to be like all under one umbrella right and so i've been getting paid to be there obviously <laughs> otherwise why would i have been there um so i've been getting paid to be there and over like this like year and a half that i've been there it's always from the leadership it's always oh i've got things in the works i'm talking to somebody this that, like it's, it's always something's in the works right but the best that it's done since i've been there is like there's one other youtuber that joined that was basically my size maybe even bigger they're just one and he was a uh i don't know i think he's like a gaming youtuber or something like that and so in this last week this was the first time i think it was about a week ago whatever we all hopped on a conference call everyone on that channel and it was the first time that i had actually really had a conversation with the leadership there and actually heard him talk and heard his vision and whatnot that's the first time we had actually gotten a conference call because everything else everything could be handled by email you didn't really need to get on a call to discuss some of the things we were discussing so we finally all got on a call we were all in the same room and that was the first time that i honestly realized the leadership just really didn't have a direction and didn't have a I don't want to I'm not trying to badmouth anybody but didn't have a clue what they were doing bro just that's just real that's just reality that's just reality um that channel had maybe 10,000 subscribers I was really one of the only channels that people were watching there like if you just that's just cold hard facts I'm not a I'm not a huge YouTuber I don't think but if you just look at the views there but the only videos people were coming to watch were mine and it's kind of like that smartest person in the room argument I don't want to be in a room where I'm the smartest person in the room where I'm basically like carrying something that's not I did not sign up to have a fourth channel because right now I have Dom 2k I have this channel vod 2k is just a twitch archive channel but it's still a channel nonetheless and then you have over there where i've been posting the podcast it looks confusing the shit out of people looks like i'm basically running four channels and that's not what it was supposed to be it was supposed to be me and a bunch of other people there for whose content they could enjoy so people didn't feel like they were just coming to a random place to listen to my podcast and that's really what it's felt like and so when i got on the call and the channel has ten thousand subs and now they're talking about splitting it up talking about splitting up the channel uh, and having just the sports side and having the gaming side and I never thought that was a great idea but I kind of got the argument because you're saying like okay well the channel is looking really weird because one day there's an NBA podcast and the next day there's a video about Pokemon and so yeah YouTube algorithm probably don't like that YouTube algorithm does not encourage trying new things YouTube algorithm does not encourage variety very few people get away with that and so i kind of i got it i understood where it was coming from but also okay you take the game you split this up which is nothing to split up by the way Ten thousand is not that ten thousand subs that's not ten that's not active ten thousand subs that's not an active ten thousand people there that is just that's, that's just the number that's on that channel um that they're not active 
And so you're gonna take that and you're gonna split that and you're gonna put the gaming side, and you're gonna have the sports side. The sports side has me and like one or two other people. That's just about it. And it's very weird right now. It's not consistent. You don't really know when somebody else is posting. It's it's just it's a thing. It's a whole piece of work there. And so one of the only other big guys on that channel is on the gaming side. And so now you're splitting it. And so now it's really just like me and whoever else we might be able to get. We've reached out to other guys already. They didn't really want to be a part of it. I even started reaching out to smaller guys. They didn't want to be a part of it. And so that wasn't the last straw though. I was like, okay, I've heard, you know, they said they got some things in the works. I'm going to, I'm going to chill for a little bit because the season starts in four weeks and I really want to have a successful podcast. Um, I, this is something that I probably could have done a while ago. Could have probably been more successful last season. And so I say, okay, I'm going to give them four weeks. And then if there's nobody else there, if we start this season and it's just me and like the couple of people there that I see sometimes I'm leaving, I'm, I'm going to bounce because it doesn't make any sense for me to have this great season come up and this podcast where nobody really can find me because they don't really know it exists. If it posted here, I assume that it's going to be more views and more viewers and people are actually going to know that I do one now and it's going to be, I control it. So I control what I talk about. I control what I say and all that. So I'm like, I'm going to give them four, I mean, four weeks because I just returned three weeks ago. Today would have actually made the fourth podcast. I would have posted this since my return. And so this weekend, because it's been four podcasts, I did the interview with Tyrese Halliburton, which I am going to post here. Like I said earlier, this weekend, I hit up ownership and I'm like, OK, so yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Because I told them free agency is coming is it's happening right now so i didn't want to do a podcast on saturday i'm going to do it on sunday but i was also like hey so how are we doing the pay how are we getting paid this time like are we doing a payday after every four podcasts because i hadn't been paid yet i hadn't heard anything about being paid yet i didn't get a response i sent an email i didn't get a response i was like okay like i checked for proof of life because again i have other contacts so <laughs> i checked for proof of life on ownership i reached out to one of the other people that works on the channel i'm like hey have you heard from ownership oh yeah yesterday oh okay so you've heard from ownership yesterday i hit ownership up twice and i haven't heard nothing i was like they have until i get off stream tonight <laughs> i was like they have not tonight um this is yesterday I was like, they have until I get off stream tonight for me to have an answer about where, where my money is. Uh, wake up this morning. Okay, I, get, I extended it. Wake up this morning. No answer. All right, cool. Pulled my last three podcasts. Pulled the Tyrese Halliburton interview because nobody saw it anyways. Uh, that's going to go here. And I'm just done there. Because in all honesty, like I could do better myself here. I could do better. I could negotiate my own deals in terms of like sponsors because um well first of all i know other youtubers that do it but the other thing that goes on there is he had like the weirdest let me say he ownership had the weirdest sponsorship pattern over there like you you heard me sometimes sponsoring the tax defense group and shit like that but how much i got paid and when i got paid was really random from that it was just a whole sketch thing i'm not gonna go into super details all i'm gonna say is i could do better by myself here i could do better by myself there could be more people here i can have ownership of my spotify and itunes shit or apple music shit so i actually know who's listening and i can you know get revenue from that i can literally control this and do better in a very short time than i was doing there in two years um so if there's a lesson there for you like if you ever have like again i'm not a huge youtuber but i do have a community and so if you have a community you know learn how to learn how to work things yourself learn how to work things yourself and you don't want to be the most successful person in a room you don't want to be the smartest person in a room because then your room for growth is very 
it's limited it's limited over there i wasn't growing i wasn't growing that channel wasn't growing the podcast wasn't growing i was literally just getting paid that's it it's like fam i can grow here and i can get paid here there's no reason for me to keep hipping my own show out over there where they just has no clue what it's doing man that they don't know what they're doing over there they don't know what they're doing ownership has no clue they don't have any leader they don't have any path forward they don't have any clear vision forward is what i'm trying to say um or how to get where they're trying to go and then on top of that i'm not being answered about my money so yeah we're here <laughs> daddy's home podcast is home where i always wanted it to be um so that's all i'm gonna say about that never gonna mention it again not mentioning any names that is why we are now on dom all right cool well let's go ahead and get the podcast questions because i did have one that was kind of related to that so we will lead with that where wow amazing no it's not here. okay there we go so kyle asked what's the toughest part about running like four channels and streaming see see how confused people get i was never running four channels so uh again just dom 2k this channel um the third channel is not even really it's just an archive vod 2k is just an archive so i stream and then i chop up streams and then i put it there i don't do any editing i don't do anything like that's literally just i don't even advertise it so now you know if you're listening to my podcast vod 2k if you can't catch my streams or if one of them has disappeared that you wanted to see you can go to vod 2k it'll be uploaded there i do it weekly and i should probably talk about it more maybe i'll mention it on the podcast and yeah that's where you can find stuff like that um but still though yes running two channels and streaming has been yeah <laughs> see yeah like it looked where I, where I was posting this podcast before it did give off the vibe i was running a fourth channel because it was just like nothing else there that people were watching I, I hated that shit um so the toughest part about running two channels and then archiving and then streaming um would be just knowing trying not to compete with yourself really like i've really just kind of had to bite the bullet on views and just say okay what I'm doing is competing with myself and I'm not getting far. And so when I'm running Dom 2K, which is mostly like video essays um, on the NBA and the, every now and then I have a 2K video, but the thing I'm noticing there is that it's really touchy. If I post a certain 2K video there, it doesn't do well at all. Um, it had like, it's weird. Like I post a mod video and that'll do good, but then something like a sim or something else, it won't do as good. The 2K years later, if I had posted it on the second channel last year, it would have smoked uh, and it, they, they, they more or less flopped on that channel. So it's very touchy. But the reason that I was doing that is because I felt like having the NBA channel and having a total separate channel for just 2K, I felt like the I felt like there was a chance that I could have 2K stuff on the main channel and have it do just as well. Clearly, I've been wrong, but I didn't want to have two channels where I'm basically doing vi video essays on both because that's I take there's only 24 hours in a day. So I felt like I'm competing with myself in a way from there, taking attention away from one. That's been really difficult. And then the Twitch streaming as well. If you actually want to grow on Twitch, it's really hard because Twitch doesn't have its own algorithm. It does not have its own thing where people can discover you, uh, not not easily anyways. And so for that to work, you got to have a way for people to know you stream on Twitch. You got to mention it on the podcast here. You've got to mention it on your chant main channel. You got to use community posts. And then I, I, uh, I was going to say ironically, uh, ideally, you want to be able to post content about the streams and again that's hit or miss sometimes they'll do great because next gen just came out they've been doing great on this channel i've been able i actually the, that's what i was talking about with playing out earlier that shit blew my expectations out of the water like i did not expect to have any kind of like 
30,000 or 50,000 views on a play now video and those are stream highlights basically too minimal editing a couple of funny sound effects don't have to pay anybody to edit uh i had so I, I had an editor work on one video people really didn't like it so i'm like well that's that's taking money away from it anyway so i can just do my own and people like my style so that's what i've been rolling with and uh yeah the toughest part is is finding a a balance to not compete with yourself long story short that's the that's the tough part about it because now i think i'm finding more of a how do you say i'm finding more of a sweet spot here where i'm seeing what type of content people like from the streams and if they don't like i still do want to post other games on this channel so i'm gonna have one more spider-man video here the first one i just kind of threw up it wasn't really there wasn't really a whole lot of thought to it i just thought that was a funny part of that playthrough and i posted it there but i think more i think different games would be more popular as this generation wears on here uh have one more spider-man video then i'll have some cod videos and all that and i keep doing my main thing like i said when i said i was changing some of the content on the channel i said i would keep posting 2k and i have i said i said i wasn't taking it away and i stayed true to that um so yeah that's it, it's a it's a tough thing to manage but uh i mean it's going nicely though it's going nicely because my ultimate goal is to not just have to post on youtube because i really do love twitch streaming it's exhausting and sometimes you know you're but nervous about getting on but it's it's hella fun and it's been successful so far so um yeah just trying to integrate youtube and twitch is definitely a challenge i would say um i hadn't even really looked through the questions after that to be honest with you because most of these are nba questions okay i guess i'll stay in line with this one just just for the record like i do spend like probably 70 80 percent of the podcast talking about nba stuff so and most of the nba questions y'all ask are covered already in that like right now a lot of these questions are about uh free agency and i've really answered i've either answered all these questions about the nba's past at one point in time or i've answered them in that podcast episode so this is really when i say podcast questions i mean you can do nba stuff and it might get picked but a lot of the times it's it's really open-ended as well so just i, I try to help other people out as well sometimes so uh namers asked yeah namers asked what hardware equipment do you use for live streams set up i love your work i appreciate it um yeah my it's actually pretty extensive now here uh for the live stream setup yeah it is extensive it's extensive i have two ring lights now you really only need one elgato has a nice ring light that sits right behind your monitors uh, it's adjustable it's actually better than the first one i got i think the first one was more for like an actual camera um i use a yamaha yamaha soundboard for plugging in my microphone or using my microphone i think the microphone is called like an xlr microphone and it's some audio technia that's what i'm using audio technia mic goes to the yamaha soundboard and the soundboard you can do all types of things with to make your voice sound different it even has its own filters on it so that's helpful uh, i actually am using my nikon to stream which is not ideal because a nikon is not made for streaming that's why we have the blank emote when i stream the blank mode basically it's a joke where the camera goes blank and it, it has a timer that i can't adjust and so that goes blank you have to mess with it for it to not go blank but that's what i'm using right now it does have a clear picture it's just not built for streaming so i would actually recommend you look up a camera that's made for streaming and to get that to plug to my computer i'm using an elgato cam link very useful it's just like a usb thing that takes your camera input and plugs it to your computer because otherwise you'll be using some shitty program that's going to be choppy so that's what i'm using there um what else am i using i use the hd60 to capture gameplay elgato yeah pretty much everything's elgato here i'm using the elgato hd60 to capture gameplay i have a 4k 60 pro but i don't use it because i can't stream in 4k i don't know anybody i don't know if you even can right now so 
but that gives me 1080p 60 fps using the elgato stream deck for my soundboard so a lot of people have questions about the soundboard all the time yeah if you look up stream deck right now it's literally, it's literally like a keypad that sits in front of me and you can just program the buttons there so whenever i want to play a sound effect which i need to hook up to my podcast for next stream yeah you just press the button and a sound effect plays or you can create things that opens programs for you so when i'm announcing my stream i can just open twitter real fast stream deck is like one of my favorite things and uh yeah that looks like about it that i did there was one more thing i wanted to mention here and i guess i've now for oh yeah that's right the program uh program used for streaming i was using obs i've been using obs for the last year and as you know it just started spazzing on me and so i now use obs to record the podcast because it has all my voice filters already set up but as far as actually streaming i don't know what happened to this program but all of a sudden it started lagging and so people kept like of course it's the low-hanging fruit is like oh you got potato internet no nigga i play <laughs> i have the fastest internet available in my area um that's not the issue and it never was because i streamed this whole year and had no problems and then obs just spazzed i would it has a little square at the bottom of the screen that tells you what your connection is like and it tells you by color and all of a sudden yeah like green means you're good but then i was getting red yellow like all types of shit for no reason at all i changed nothing i couldn't fix it so now i stream with streamlabs and honestly i like streamlabs better streamlabs brings up your chat for you so you can send somebody to band world if they start talking off their side of their neck like we did last night um and you yeah the chat comes up in real time so you're not looking at the one that comes up on your screen which can be delayed and uh yeah overall it has a nicer interface i think you can integrate scenes better and whatnot so i'd recommend streamlabs um i know another youtuber that was having problems with obs the same problem that i had so i don't know what happened but obs is just strictly podcast for me now uh it, it is trash when it comes to actual you know streaming yeah, it's just recording now. And I guess I'll finish with this one because honestly, I was so eager to get to this. Uh, I was so eager to make this move to the second channel. I honestly didn't get a great. Uh, well, we're already at an hour and a half, first of all, because we had a lot to talk about today. So I'll just do three questions for today. And uh, I hadn't really congregated a bunch. But the last one comes from Devin. And he says, I remember you Three Kings in New York series, which is on this channel, by the way. And since then, you've grown your platform so much. I guess my question is, how does it feel to get to this level? Um, it's not It's not that I'm, how do you say it? It's not that I'm ungrateful for where I am. It's just that I'm literally never satisfied. And uh, people, I guess that's probably just has a lot to do with growing up in the United States. <laughs> to be honest with you, you're, you're programmed to always want more. Um, these days, I'm trying to... Like, the thing is, the thing with YouTube is just, it's just really random, right? YouTube is just really random. So... First of all, I am a lot bigger than I was when I was posting Three Kings in New York. So to even make it to where I've made it, even if, you know, I, I'm not as as big as I think I could be um, to even make it here. Yeah, obviously thankful because not everybody does like it's what my biggest channel was 300K. Of course, people have made it twice or three times as big, but still, there are some people that post into the void and never even get this far. Right. It's it seems pretty random. Um, definitely thankful but still kind of has the feel that i'm looking over my shoulder a bit because internet is random and it always feels like you could be here one day and gone the next and so i guess these days i'm trying to cultivate the community more and grow where i can but cultivate the community as best i can because there is a lot of people here there is a lot of people here um and I feel like I could probably do a better job across platforms, I guess, trying to get that in order. Because this has just been a tough year. This has just been a tough year overall. I think because if you know if you've noticed like on both channels, they really don't grow anymore, which that doesn't bother me as much because subscribers at the end of the day, 
really the, the subscriber count on your channel uh just put y'all into some game that doesn't it means something but it also is not the it's, it's not indicative of where you are because there's channels with tons of subs that don't do as good as channels with like three times less as them right so it's it's really about the engagement that you can get and i've seen channels that stopped growing like a year ago that are still posting excellent content and probably should be growing yet they're not but they're doing just fine they're doing fine where they are and they're doing great uh from this platform because they they know how to work with their community and they know how to work with what they have and at the end of the day you just kind of worry about making uh, making the content as good as you can and not not really worrying about the rest of it right because the thing that i found after being here for years is that you can make the best video possible you can make the best video that you're capable of making and sometimes it just doesn't matter it shit just didn't get picked up by the algorithm it just didn't get clicked on it just it really you're not in control of it so you're not really in control of every factor so you just try to make the best content that you can and so being where i am i am thankful but it's still it's it's a challenge it's still a constant challenge to stay there so i guess you don't get the basket in it is what i'm trying to say you don't get the basket in it you don't really get to be comfortable in it i'm not one of the youtubers that right now can just post whatever they want and get crazy amounts of views and that's okay because like again i have youtubers that i look up to that i that don't get tons of views but they are very very successful because they're very smart business wise and they have a great community because they know how to interact with that community which is part of why i'm on twitch the way i am these days because i feel like you can you know reach out to your community better there than you can on these platforms that's just what it is you can reach them better the same people come back and so uh yeah it, it is thankful and i'm just working within it man I, I am thankful is what i'm saying and i'm just working within it and if that super growth ever comes one day then it comes but i plan on being successful either way and so the other part of it is that it's not as much of a surprise because <laughs> it's funny i look back at the three kings network and i think this shit is trash like i'm gonna be real with you a lot of y'all are nostalgic about it because you were probably in middle school when i did it and whatnot but i think that shit is garbage <laughs> the voices the the mic i was using is garbage i was writing some corny shit but you know people there was a like a cult following for it and they loved it and you know they still bring it up all the time but the uh, even back then though i didn't know it was trash when i was making it i didn't think it was trash when i was making it and so working on it i always expected to be way bigger than i was and so if you're asking like how do you feel now that you got here thankful but i also did see that coming though i did see that coming back when i was working on that stuff i was like one day there's gonna be a much bigger community and i'll be able to talk about this stage with them and hey look where we are right now right so and just like right now i mean i i don't know when but i know that it will be much bigger than this one day but for right now i'm just working with what i have and then when i get much bigger than this it'll be the same thing it'll be like damn this is crazy but i also i did the things necessary right i did what i thought was right to get there and then it worked out and so that's where we are like when the podcast is bigger same thing i moved it to the second channel i thought that was a necessary move i didn't think i was growing there i thought i could grow over here hey look now it's a lot more successful than it was thankful but i made the moves necessary to get there um that was one of my favorite things from kobe that i learned back then was or when he was back when he would uh put out content and do the interviews and whatnot and he was like you really shouldn't be surprised when you are a certain thing when you work to get there or you have put in a certain amount of effort and then something happens like you really shouldn't be that surprised and so it's not to really sound cocky or anything because again i fully acknowledge i'm 
nowhere near as big as I could be, but yeah, at this certain stage, this is where we are, and this is kind of where I thought it would be. So, here's the more years after this, more life, right? <laughs> more podcast on the second channel, man. It is officially here. I told y'all earlier this will be on Spotify and Apple Music. I can't promise this one will be on there because I do have to go through the red circle process. I do need some artwork for this as well, so. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do for the artwork. I might make my own artwork for it, but I might also contact a graphic designer and make some artwork for this podcast. Not really sure what I want it to be yet, but if you have any ideas, you're free to send them through. Some people send emote ideas to me all the time and I accept those and they become emotes. So maybe that'll happen here as well. Um, yeah, this has been the Domcast episode one, calling it episode one because it is a new beginning. I appreciate you all listening, uh, support the show on whatever platform that you can. And if you're supporting it here, be sure to hit the like button, comment, subscribe, and share it. If you can, uh, you know, share button is there. It's useful. That's how the show grows. That's how more people find out about us. So if you're able to, that would be a great thing. I do these once a week. That's what happens. I probably didn't mention it at the beginning. Yeah. So especially since I'm here now and it's on my own time and nobody's paying me to do it once a week and I don't feel like I have to ironically that's gonna make me actually stick to that schedule so yep one time a week or possibly more now since I can do what I want as my channel and it's my leadership and it's not sketch amazing all right well I appreciate y'all and I'll see y'all next week or earlier this week at Macy's get great deals on fashion and home essentials update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers and 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.